All right. Welcome in. Wow, oh. you sound a little, you got a little disdain in your voice today. Long week. Long week. Um, sitting here as usual uh, with the man, the myth, the legend, the mambo. What's up? And the angels, the commish. Yes, sir. It's glad to be back. I hope. Back from his sickness. You got, you got through it. You missed a lot. Why the Chuckster was away. The People play. Will play. <laughs> oh, shoot. Let's just get right into it. Okay. Let's just get right into it. Commission's corner. I feel like people might have been waiting for this one. Yeah. Yeah. You want to start, or do you want to start? It's Commission's corner. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys are probably going to have more to say than I am. So. Well, you had a lot to say in your uh, manifesto. I did. In the manifesto, it was. You guys, if people force me to act, you're going to get the complete picture of what I'm thinking, and I laid it out on the website. So, okay. that's really I all I got think, to say about it. If I feel like we should give a brief overview of what happened. We do have many I mean, listeners outside of the league. Well, and the thing is, is if people listen to the previous podcast, they heard a trade go down live on the air. And that is the crux of the issue here. That, there's a lot of that that's in the center of it, yeah. There's some other stuff, but... I would say that's part of it, absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys want to just give a brief, or one of you two want to give like a brief overview of kind of what went down? I can tell you, and the whole thing about this is, is I respect the commission's opinion on what happened. And I told him that, but I disagree with it. And I think that... Because we have such a great league, we can have free speech and talk about why we disagree with things and without uh, getting any ire from the commish, I would hope. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, you want to hear from your, from your constituents, right? Yeah, I didn't know I was voted in, but sure. <laughs> okay, well. I think you would be if there was a re-election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're good. I need some pandering. <laughs> At this point, no. But... Uh, so what? So where are we at? We want to talk about what happened. I think we need to give a brief overview of what happened. I don't think like like you said, Uncle Steve texted you and like, "What the f is happening?" Yeah, I don't think everybody knew yeah. because not everybody's listening to the pod, and that's cool because they won't even hear this. Yes, but uh, uh, so what happened was we had uh, we decided to do a segment on the pod that was that was going to be call Austin because everybody heard the bit with the SNOs sales and and actually more than a bit it was true yeah, Trevor was, was work Trevor was actively shopping Travis Etienne for me yes in doing so he and his brother Austin had a blockbuster trade in the talks and it was exactly what was actually traded minus a few pieces were moving but it was a big trade I mean honestly it might be the biggest trade in the history of the league as far as you had the number one wide receiver the number two running back you had uh, number four tight end. He's number two now. And the number one. And the number one. That I'm saying that was all on one side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then on the other side, you had the Chiefs, you know, the trifecta there. And uh, who else did I get there? Oh, I got the up-and-coming wide receiver from Minnesota and a defense. So, yeah, it was a huge trade. And uh, – we called Austin. Well, I think it's it's important to note that the whole week previous to last week's pod, Austin and I and you, via proxy, yeah, were talking about the trade. And at different points of the trade, both of you were like, 
no, I don't think I'm gonna do that. It, it's also important to note that negotiations totally broke down and were over prior to the pod coming on. Kind of. I, I kind of disagree with that. Kind of. I, I kind of do because when we talked to him, he didn't act like negotiations were over. But he, they, didn't, he didn't act like. But they 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 stopped. They weren't at the pace that they were. They slowed down or actually quit flowing at all. We hadn't talked since the game, the previous games. Negotiations weren't dead, but we hadn't talked since the previous week's games. Right. Yeah. Whereas the days previous to that, the talks were happening rapidly all the time. And then there was, a, let's call it a lull. There was a lull where nothing was but, happening. But the question is, why did that happen? And it had a lot to do with me as well. That's all I'm going to say. Because I was getting sick of it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, that was weird. I was getting sick of it as being a proxy yeah. for the team. I was like, what am I doing here? As having, nothing, as having nothing involved in it, I was sick of it too because you guys were all talking and this is me twiddling my thumbs off to the side while you guys talk about a trade. Yeah. Trevor's getting lunch out of it. You're getting players. Austin's getting players. And yeah, I'm not even over here getting a drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we ended up consummating the trade on the air. Um, and then I think that's where uh, I think Austin didn't really want to make the trade. Okay, so and uh, I would like to I, I would like to characterize that Austin didn't like being brought onto the pod, not knowing that a trade was going to be offered, and then feeling pressure to accept the trade for other reasons other than just to improve his own team. And whether that pressure was applied or not, was premeditated or not, um, was colluded in not telling him that he was going to be offered a trade and pressure to take it live on the podcast is to be determined by each individual person. And we're all going to have different opinions on that, and that's cool. But perception is each of our realities, and there we are. Right. And like I said, Austin didn't decided he didn't want the trade. Okay, now here's where things got ugly. Because the commish let people know that he felt it was unfair. The angels felt that he characterized people. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was wearing that hat at that time. I was definitely wearing oh, the angels hat. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were really wearing the angels hat. And, um, and so we got into a, you know, it was a little... A kerfuffle. Yeah. Because, I mean, sure. I completely disagree with your assessment. Sure. And and we talked about this, and that's okay. It is. Right? Um, I didn't know going in that, that we were going to make a trade, and I didn't feel the pressure. The stakes were that high um, on, the, on the pod myself. I didn't feel like we were like, come on, dude, do this for the... Do this for the pod was the type of pressure like if I'd have been like dude you already said you were gonna this is bullshit you know that is oh and I'm the one that said do it for the pot I texted it to him before which was also insinuating there's going to be a trade offer waiting for you I don't know what do it for the pot is it call answering Jerry's call when you ask do it for the pod or is it taking the trade is that ambiguous do you not know if you're getting called at work what's do what for the pot is it take the trade is it answer the phone call um, it, it would have been easy as saying, hey, Jerry wants to offer you a trade live. Why don't you pick up the phone? But that wasn't done. It was do it for the pot. I don't think he did. 
But that's for each person. If people want to find that out, ask Austin and ask him point blank. Let's call Did him he know? right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> As part of my investigation, I talked to Austin. I had limited uh, interaction with both of you guys, but you both said things that I felt was pertinent. And the commissioner laid out in the on the website what he felt happened. Now, that's his opinion, and he stated it. I disagree with that. I don't feel like I was consulted at all. Uh, you couldn't tell me that you, you told me on uh, live in the greenhouse that you could show me where you told him that you offered him a trade, and then you looked it up on your thing, and that was couldn't me. show me. It was him. You said, after you re-listened to it, that you could, you could see some high pressure. I could see how you could say that. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. But... so. Um, but anyways, that's not, that's all opinions it and is. stuff like that. Absolutely. Yes. So my issue would have been, um, moving forward is on the trade voting. I completely disagree. Well, we got to go into it in, what would you say? An effort to get out of the oh, trade. Yeah. In an effort to get out of the trade, Austin and Bill colluded to try and stop the trade by getting, cause people that know, understand the trade system. What happens is, is if you make a trade for multiple players, which we did, and any of those players play before the trade has a chance to process, none of the none of the players will be processed and traded until basically free agency the next week. So that's what that's that's what happens. So yeah. knowing that Austin and Bill, um, the big dogs and the hillbillies, said, "Hey." They screwed you over. They pressured you into this. That wasn't fair. We're going to try and block it. It's, again, opinion. And even if it was, and I'll say this, and I told Austin this, all you got to do is say no, man. All you got to do is say no. It's like it's that easy. Like, offer me a trade. I will give you. No. Okay. Okay. Um, it's that easy. But anyways, and that's why my opinion is what it is. Yeah. And, and I'll also say that we, we all feel different pressures at different times. And it's whether or not those buttons get pushed at that time. But that being said, he agreed to a trade and he yeah. clicked approve. After, after multiple opportunities not to. Well, yeah. And I can depends. go into that if we need to. Yeah, but it all depends on when each individual player thinks a trade is consummated. Because he if had I, the opportunity, he had to reject my offer, let's put it that way. Right, but all I'm saying is, is personally, well, in my message, I say that the commission only cares about if the appropriate person is approved. Me, personally, if I make a trade, I'm going to finish the trade, even if I get cold. Nobody's questioning whether the trade was even consummated. It was obvious that it was. It was. It was under, it was, you're saying the terms that it was consummated under were kind of BS. I thought they were shady. Shady. Yeah. I don't think you could say that about a lot of trades. That's fair. Um, but anyway, so they had made an effort to nix the trade, to which then I said, hey, that's not fair. It's once again shady. Yeah, that's yeah. not fair. You're going to try and stop my trade from going through. So Austin and Bill made a trade for Tampa Bay's defense that would not allow our trade to go through. I'm sorry, not Tampa Bay's. New Orleans, wasn't it? Yeah. New Orleans defense, because they were on Austin's team. So then I um, decided that I would act upon my constitutionally given rights and try and block the trade. Because it was 
indeed at the root of it, unfair. Because you can't trade somebody and then turn around and trade them to someone else. So I would contest that the commissioner's whole paragraph in his uh, statement. Manifesto. His manifesto was completely, A, unnecessary, and B, unfair to the judgment of the owners of the league. To say that you can't judge that unfair for those actions, it's completely unfair. And that's exactly why the rule is in place. Um, would you, if anybody, if you want to rebuttal that, you're more than welcome to. I, I got it right now. Sure. Um, the commissioner is always looking at the bigger picture. So the bigger picture here for me as the commissioner wearing the commissioner hat isn't whether or not we should look at this individual trade for justice for the first trade, but it's when is a trade considered consummated and what are the obligations of consummating that trade. So whether people want to try and trade another player or drop a player or do any other things, I needed to look at and come up with a ruling that covered all of those. And yes... You can try to use a vote on one trade to fry a bigger fish, um, but technically, in the I don't think that that's the reason that rule is in place. The rule isn't in place is to impose justice on another issue. It's to impose whether or not that trade in and of itself is just. And what you did is you used that to impose a, try to impose a ruling on another thing, which is the first trade. And I think we need to let the process work out. And that's what I'm trying to establish. A process that when somebody tries to renege on a trade that was consummated in the system, that regardless of how they do that, what the outcome will be. And I feel like I did that. Can I say that um, it is completely, the trade was unjust. The trade in and of itself was not unjust. You were worried that the outcome of that trade want would to, be unjust. And no, it's two different things in no, the commissioner's views. No, you want to segregate the issue out of it for some reason. The fact that the player was already traded is completely the issue. And people have a right to judge that. It's not just your duty as a commissioner to judge that. People have the right to go, he already just traded that guy. He shouldn't be able to try and block this trade. And I think it's funny that you, that you say the trade that was consummated was shenanigans when we got Austin on there. And then this one you think was, should have been able to go through, and this one got all the objection votes. And that one got zero. So I think the league has spoken on Yeah, Yeah, ultimately, well, I, the second trade would have been shot down regardless if I would have had the process in place that is now in place because I would say you're not allowed to trade another person. But that process wasn't in place yet. Just like you're now not going to be allowed to drop somebody that you've traded. You, you, you're not going to be allowed to now. Whereas yeah, but I don't understand why you want to vilify my actions for, I think, I for, think, for trying to block the trade for my own reasons because it, was, it was, should have been an illegal trade. Why, sh why, why is that a bad action? Why is, why is trying to block a trade for a reason that's legitimately right and true, which is it shouldn't have been able to happen, yeah, you're saying the means uh, the, the the means is of how you get something just is unimportant compared to just getting it overturned, and I can understand that. No, not I'm saying that the means are completely just. I, I, he shouldn't have been able to make that trade, I and the rest of the league agreed with me. Um, that vote wasn't on whether the trade should have been made at all. That vote was on whether the trade was fair, in my opinion, as a commissioner. 
It wasn't a trade to see if they, it, it wasn't a trade to say, it didn't say it, when people collect or hit object, it didn't say, should this trade not go through because the player was already traded? It said, should this trade not go through because it's not fair? That's that's why I voted. I voted because I didn't think the second player should have been able to be traded. Right, but unfortunately it doesn't say that. But it doesn't need it to. Doesn't, yeah. I, I, well, You're trying it, to say that it only pertains to just the fantasy numbers of the players? I, I think it only... And that's per, just kind of ridiculous. I think it, the trade should well, be voted are, on for the fairness of the trade in and of itself. Hmm. I get I get what you both are saying. Um, if it helps any... I think at the end of the day, this is what matters. Enough people voted on it that it went back to the commissioner. And just like a trade, everybody has the right to click approve or object in whatever means. It doesn't matter what the trade says. It matters, do I approve of this or do I object? And enough people objected to where it got kicked back. I think the important thing is that the outcome that the commissioner and most of the people I believe in the league actually got got moved to. We might have got there in different ways, but often Yeah, but like, I'll, I'll also be honest, like, and I said this, I voted for that trade. No. Was it fair? No. You don't trade a kicker for any other yeah. position. Am I, am I However, probably? but I also voted, and I mainly voted because I did not think it was right that you can trade a player who's already been traded. I can see. I that. don't think it's right, and I, I 100% do reserve my right as an owner to do that, and I think every owner should. Yeah. Well, going going forward as the commissioner for right or wrong, I'm gonna when looking at that issue, I'm gonna look at the trade in and of itself, and I mean, can you tell me? Can you tell me where? It's kicker? so counterproductive. I, I it's so do counterproductive. It. You're gonna pass a trade that is illegal to even happen. Because you think the two people are equal. I didn't say that I would Just pass a trade that was going to be illegal. What I did say, what I trade. did say, is that I would pass a trade that would be Dicker the kicker, who was the number four scoring kicker on on the season, for the number ten scoring defense. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you want to you want to you want to pass through a trade that someone in that had already been traded. Because I wouldn't allow that trade to either yeah, and okay. either happen. That's that's and, and, what it did. Uh, and that's why the process is in place right. now. And that's why the people voted it down. So it can't happen again. Yeah, the results the results were correct. Absolutely, the results were correct. Yeah. I think we can all agree on. That. Yeah, but I I just want to say that somebody won't be allowed. They can try to drop somebody, but they're going to show back up on their roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean too. But I just. So I was I was looking for a way because I had no problem with the trade the second trade in and of itself on its own merits. So you were going to shoot it down. I was not going to shoot it down, but as far as I'm concerned, the trade was never even yeah. legitimately offered because it shouldn't have been offered because they have a moral obligation right. to the league to keep the player on there. So it got canceled because they should have never offered it, not because it was a illegal unfair trade. Right, you and were you were going to not you weren't going to shoot down that trade because of that trade. So my you were going to shoot down that trade because someone in that trade had already been traded. So that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I'm saying, so why didn't you just shoot it down? Because I want a process that is going to last all the time, so I don't have to deal with so this. So you're going to let that sit time. up. You're going to let that sit up yes. every time somebody does it. I don't think anyone's going to do it. Nobody will do it because that's no. correct. The, the, the goal is to keep it from happening again, not to have to deal with it every time. And no one, I don't think, it's the first time it's ever happened, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen again because of what happened, and arguably because of your actions in rallying the troops. And uh, you know, which is your right, which he condemned me for. And I, I think that's unfair. Well, I also condemn them for them from stirring the pot and trying to do it in the first place. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I think they're you guys condemning for some, somebody for trying to stop a wrong action. You should is, trust. I think. I think you. I think the the owners of the league should trust the processes that are getting put into place. It, and well, even if even we if did, you don't, we voted no. And, but but ultimately, it came right back to the commissioner's plate, like it was in the first time. Right, but so, don't you now know how the public feels about that trade? I hate to say it, I'm going to do what I think is right. If but I if I may, you got to at least have the people's opinion weigh well, out. Yeah, hey, a, everybody voted no on this. And there's a precedent set for that too. Now, if it was a bunch of people trying to backstab somebody and stop them from getting better. Then you could weigh that, but that's not what was happening. People voted yeah. no because it was shenanigans. Yeah, and I think that is, in, in the end, why the commish nixed it, right? Because at the end of the day, it gets pushed to the commish. Once I'm not arguing that he should have commissioned it. I'm arguing that I should be vilified for trying to stop it. doesn't feel good to be vilified, does it? Well, I just, I, I, it, does, it does when you're trying to be. I mean, I mean, when it comes to villainy in this room, I mean, where do we got to, where do we got to go? I mean, we got Kicker Gates, we've got Tank for Terry. Uh, and I never bitched about being a villain then. <laughs> yeah, I, just to sum, and it sounds like you guys are on different sides of this. I think alerting someone to saying, hey, this trade is unfair, because I don't always see it when trades go through. I don't know why I'm not getting emails, but like it's a that little notification on the envelope, I don't always see that. So if someone was like, hey, this just went through, what do you think about it? Or this looks wrong to me, I'm going to take a look at, at it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to vote what the striders think, not what someone is telling me to think. If I can look at it and I see, oh, okay, approve. If I look at it and I'm like, Something sketchy here, I'll decline. Right? So I don't think what you did was necessarily wrong. Um, it was just fun. The way you went about it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> it was so fun. Tell you what, when it comes to marshalling the troops, uh, I don't know if there's anybody better he's, than he's the, the He's the house whip. I'm telling you, he can get everybody to dance. He's the house whip. And then just the last thing, I think I've been vilified pretty hard. Um... This week and last week and the week before, and I'll say that's partially true, but here's the bottom line. I'm leaning into it. All right? Right now, this league doesn't need the hero that it deserves. This league is getting, in me, the villain that it needs because Uncle Steve's team sucks. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. All all, all I know is that, at least in the Charlie's Angels view, you're passing the eyeball test. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm doing. All right? And with that in mind, we're going to use high-pressure sales tactic again. We're going to dial up Bill. See if we can't get a little something done. Are you sure you got pull with Bill? Consultant to consultant. Let's ring him up. Let's ring him up. He's not going to pick up. Hey, you're live on the pod. I've got a trade offer for you. Oh, sweet. Go ahead. Do it, you coward. I'm going to give you, you're going to love this, Aaron Jones. I didn't expect him to reply. Let's see who you got. 
Snake oil's kind of in, you didn't in a minute. You didn't respond. You didn't respond in the way I wanted you to. Damn you. Damn you. He's no easy meat. If you're interested, though, we'll talk. I'll, uh, I'll be texting you here in a couple minutes. <laughs> it might be a little more boring than you think. <laughs> We're all trying to be stable. <laughs> all right, you'll uh, you'll receive a text from my secretary in a few minutes. God bless. God bless. Have a good one. <laughs> that was awesome. What? You should have totally offered him a shit trade. And then I'll offer it to him right now. Jones for tomorrow. Let's go. No, no you already lost the mojo. You lost it. Let's move on. I thought you were going to do it. David Montgomery for Kamara. Um, all right. Week 8 review. We ready to move on? Yes, we are. Let's put this behind us. Let's put this Man, to bed. I like oh, to put like, behind me. I've already said we can agree to disagree. I like to put week 8 behind me, and uh, <laughs> let's get this over with in a hurry. All right. <laughs> me too. Uh, the Benzers, don't look now, 6-2. and two. Team's looking fierce. Whoop on the Striders drops me to six and two as well. Um, he put up 158. That's awesome. Uh, high score of the week just by a little uh, two thirds of a point. Uh, beat me by 30. So both those teams are six and two. Don't look now, but the Young Guns. Is that three in a row for them? I don't think so. I think it is. I'll double check that information, but they whoop. On the Angels. You know, I just love how the fact how he said uh, on the pod last week, oh, yeah, I'm happy to score 80. Yeah, I get in the 90s. I'm feeling really, really good. Yeah. And then, yeah, he goes ahead and bumps it up by uh, 50%. He was talking smack. Over that 80. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that at least I, I pulled the A game out of him, even if I, uh, no, he didn't pull the A game out of me. He lost last week, so he's only won one or two now. But still, yeah. a good win. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, you're helping your old man out. He's trending he, up. Because... Uh, it puts me and John Hetty on the division now. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm hurting. And uh, yeah, I need was, to I need to put up or shut up. And uh, yikes! Well, I mean, you're so I mean, you got the toughest division in football here. So yeah, we'll see yeah. how it goes. We still got to play the games, but I'm definitely not the favorite anymore. The favorite in division or yeah, the division. Okay, all right. Uh, Rocky puts up a good fight this week. You just kind of got to feel for him. Kirk Cousins, only quarterback on his roster. Brutal. Sucks. But he got uh, whooped on by the Mambo, who put up 157.6. Um, drops Rocky to 1-7. and seven. The Mambo, Jerry, tied for his division lead at 6-2. and two, Tied for the league leading record, 6-2. and two. Not to be outdone, the Patriarchs win their sixth, count them up, in a row. Tied in her division with the Mambo, up at 6-2. and two. Beats up on Corey. The bad guys drop two, two and six. An upset, much-needed win for Scott's team. Uh, putting up 127 on the back of Gus, the bus, Edwards, with three touchdowns. Um, really balanced uh, week for Scott. Um, hurts the Hillbillies, drops them to three and five. That was a tough loss to swallow. So if Colton can string them together here, who knows? All right? And then, uh, surprisingly, this was our game of the week, and both teams underperformed a little bit. But the Flint Tropics, 
moved to four and four and dropped the big dogs to an even four and four. Um, both of those teams kind of at a crossroads this week. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but I just think it was a it was an interesting week. There were games that some people had to have, and there were like high powered games, games between some middling teams, and I just thought it was a super interesting week. I did unfortunately check out when I knew I was gonna lose. So um, you guys wanna do um, just some real quick uh, standings on CBS before we hop into your fantasy pros? Absolutely. Um, if we look at the power ranking, starting from the bottom, you feel bad for him. Hoping he comes around a little bit. He was active on the chat, which was awesome to see. The Rocky. Um, and they're uh, in last in the power ranking, followed by the bad guys, the young guns, and the hillbillies. It's my division. <laughs> Feels bad. Um, at eighth, we have Scott's team with 15 points in the power ranking. At seventh, we have the Flint Tropics. At sixth, kind of a fall from grace here. Like, not putting up the points we saw at the beginning of the season. Charlie's Angels now with the um, uh, fifth most points, sixth most points in the league. Sixth, sorry. Uh, right above them is the Big Dogs. The record is dragging them down. They still have the fourth most points and the fourth best breakdown. After that, the Patriarchs, the league's new hotness, six in a row, tying the longest winning streak in the league. Uh, real quick on the Patriarchs, second in points earned as a coach. Wow. So, uh, Jen Tober is a force to be reckoned with. Keeping it in the family at three, the Benzers. Just whooped on me. Third most points, third in the breakdown, tied for the best record. He comes in at 30.5 power ranking points. Don't call it a comeback. Might be feeling it because he just traded away his entire team that's performing like this. The Mambo, second most points, second most breakdown, tied for the best record. You got to be feeling good. Yeah, no, I feel it. I got mixed emotions right now about my lineup. Do you want to elaborate? Um, but you guys will see. People okay. will see. Was that a no? <laughs> no. That was a no comment. People will see. I mean, it's coming. And at number one, this week, tied for the best record in the league, best points, best breakdown, the Boondock Striders. Barely hanging on. I only think I have a couple more points than you at this point. Yeah, it's literally a couple, so... Is it? Yeah, keep hanging on, because you won't be hanging on by anything but second place after this week. It so. is... Six points. Six five points. and a half. It's over. Coming from the Colt Bill Hall. I respect it. I respect it. Um, and now we'll dive into the uh, Fantasy Pros playoff forecast. Okay, let's get in there. All right. Uh, at the bottom, no surprise to anybody... And I think this means he's mathematically eliminated. Uh, Rocky, he has a 0% chance. So he's 1-7. He's projected to be 3-11. I think he's done. I don't think he can make it based on his division and stuff. So it's, he's done. There's no algorithm. He uh, may be trading draft picks. Um, or trading for draft picks. Uh, the bad guys. Um, number 11. 
number 10, Scott's team. These guys still mathematically can make it. Number 9, the Hillbillies. Number 8, the Young Guns. And that's the last of the people who are almost out. Young Guns up a spot. Only change down low. Um, number 7, the Tropics. Projected record of 7-7. Seven, seven. They sit at 4-4. Four four. Number 6, the Big Dogs are falling out of the playoff picture. Um, four and four currently, eight and six, 35% chance of making the playoffs. Five, Charlie's Angels out of the playoff picture. Were you last week too? I was. Yeah, so two weeks in a row, trending the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Five and three, eight and six on the finish, 36% to get in. And number four, the Patriarchs. Six and two currently projected to finish nine and five. And there is a drop off, fellas, because 66% chance to get in. People are pulling away. Um, Benzer's sitting in third, six and two, gonna be nine and five. 77% chance of getting in at this point. So, um, number two, Motel Mambo, six and two, nine and five. 80% chance of getting in, 20% chance of being a champion there. I like that. Um, number one for the fourth week in a row, the Boondock Striders sitting at six and two off a loss, projected to ten and four, ninety-one percent playoff odds because his division blows. Uh, thirty percent chance of being a champion, mainly because his division blows. All I'll say is sometimes the best offense is a good defense. Yeah, well, you gotta admit it's pretty nice that you can take an L and still maintain the number. Oh yeah, because I mean his Two division blows. Hey, part of the reason their record is like that is because I swept my way through them. I'm just putting that out there. If anybody in that division is listening, please wake up and start playing. It's not too late to make a difference. Every For me, I would like to trade with you. Come swim with this snake. <laughs> That's the Fantasy Pros forecast. Love it. Um, do you want to apologize for the couple technical difficulties we're having? Um, something weird kind of going on with the mic. So just bear with us. I know this podcast is probably going to be in two or three parts, but we'll, uh, I'm working with some new equipment now. Thank you, Chris Lindsay, again. Let's go, C-Dub. And uh, we should have it really, really up and running in the next couple weeks here. You guys want to chat Lions real quick? I'd love to chat Lions after that amazing one last night. Yeah, that was a big win that they needed last night going into the bye. It's always nice to have that two-week break be with a, uh, a dub hanging over your head instead of a beatdown like last week. Um, you know what? If you would have asked me a year ago, hey, the Lions are playing on Monday night. They're going to have three turnovers, and they're still going to win and win going away. Would you be surprised? And I'd be saying, hell yes. I'd be surprised. But uh, this team has got to the point where they can overcome some of those, uh, those problems and still get the dub. And that's, I think, a mark of a good team. Good teams don't always have to play their best to win, but, man, they look good. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, the other team only had one drive over four yards or over four uh, plays. And uh, I thought that was really impressive. So they needed it, um, and uh, they bounced back in a big way, and you couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, did the Lions cover again? Oh, yes, they did. They covered have, by, like, four points. Have they four been points. covering all season? I don't know about that. Not last week. Oh, okay. But, but for the most part, I yeah, think so. If they win, they seem like they're covering. But um, 486 yards, 29 first downs for the Lions. In comparison, 157 total yards for the Raiders, 12 first downs. 
Time of possession, 39 to 20. I mean, total domination on everything but the scoreboard. Jared Goff handed him seven points on a pick. Um, the other one, they put together a nice drive, but apparently that's all they could muster because they didn't even do that again the rest of the game as far as with uh, Josh Jacobs. I mean, that was that was one drive. He, he Josh Jacobs looked good, though. I wasn't at all disappointed in the way he looked as a fantasy player. I was watching the game with Bear, so obviously we were watching him. And I thought the eyeball test looked good with him. He just, They're just not very good. Um, next week... Um, or next week we're off, and then we have uh, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers are going to be favored, I believe, according to ESPN. I was looking at this. Ch- uh, matchup predictor, 55% chance uh, to 43.9, 55.7, according to ESPN Analytics, that the Chargers are going to win this game. It's, in, it's there, and I was looking at some of the comparisons. Jared Goff. 200 or uh, 200 for 293, 2,174 yards, 12 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Herbert, 173 of 252, so has thrown it less times, has less yards, 1890, has more touchdowns and one less pick. So um, running back wise, they only list Gibbs here, but 399 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and then Kelly is their leading rusher with 305 yards and two touchdowns. St. Brown and Keenan Allen, very similar. It's going to be a good game. I think our defense makes the difference here, and uh, I'm looking forward to winning Los Angeles. I'm going to say I think it's going to be a decently high-scoring affair. Yeah, I'm going to go 43-31. You think we're going to drop a 40-burger? I think, we'll, I think we're going to put some points up. I think that uh, – uh, what's our offensive coordinator's name again? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson off a of bye is what I'm going to call this. And we're going to go – 4331, I'm calling it right now. Needed it. Uh, I was listening to the radio this morning. We are six and two of any team that is in the playoff picture in the NFC right now. The Lions have had the toughest schedule thus far. Uh, as far as winning percentage of opponents goes. Um, you look at the Niners schedule coming up, you look at the Eagles schedule coming up. I don't know about the Seahawks, and they might be a threat to the Lions because uh, they have tiebreaker. Um, so my question to you guys is, can this team capture the number one seed in the NFC? Um, I'll answer that. I'll say yes, and I believe they will. I don't think that the Eagles are that strong right now. A.J. Brown, if, if every player on the Eagles was A.J. Brown, they'd win the Super Bowl, but they're not. And I don't think the Eagles – I think the Eagles stumbled. I think they got a tough one next week. So I'm going to say yes – uh, the Super Bowl goes through Detroit. I think they can get a bye on the first week, the first round of the playoffs. Um, I think when we went back and uh, we did, we, we uh, a few weeks ago when we predicted what their record was, I had them uh, at either 13 and 3 or 12 and 4. And I don't think a 12 or 4 is going to get the number one. Um, but I think uh, 12 or 4 or 13 or 3 is going to get the number two seed. And I think that if we get to the NFC Championship game, we're probably going to have to go to Philly. So out on the number one seed? I think they're going to be the number two seed. Okay. We have a live trade offer. Uh-oh. A live trade offer. This one is actually for me. And it comes in 
from the Flint Tropics. He offered me to Gundis. He to said Gundis. he's a rookie wide receiver for Houston. I think he's third on the depth chart behind Dell. He asked me if I'm interested in swapping for an RB or QB depth. And excuse my language, he said Tagundis dick. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, Wheels. Let me know who you want in return. Sorry to uh, the audience out there. I just had to alert you that a live trade offer has been received, and I'm going to reject that one for now. <laughs> Looking up for the Lions. <laughs> Are they going to get a number one seed in your? There it is. Okay, so breaking NFL news right now. Trade Sweat was traded this morning. Um, he'll give you Tagundis for Jordan Love. Um, the Vikings I might be getting old, and you can totally see this coming when Josh Dobbs got benched. The Vikings just traded for Josh Dobbs. Mm. So kind of interesting there. They're still trying to play. Yeah. Well. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting move. Um, I don't think he's necessarily... He's looked good in Arizona. But I don't think the Vikings are a huge threat. They're definitely the biggest one in the North. I think Dobbs is better than the guy that they had fill in... Jaron uh, uh, Hall? In the fourth quarter, yeah. He didn't look that good. Yeah. Um, so I think if the Lions finish... With three or four losses, we should expect them to be the number one seed. I'm looking at the teams last year. There was nobody... The Bucks with four losses. That's only one game the rest of the way. It would have been San Francisco or uh, San Francisco. They got two losses right now. I think they can lose two more and still win the number one seed. Okay. What was the number one? Okay. I'm, yeah. Because you were saying that you expect them to have three or four losses. I think that, that I think the Eagles. What did the Eagles have last year? The Eagles were nine and eight last year. Is this right? No. No. They, they were the number one seed. They were like fifteen and two. I thought. Yeah, and I think... I was just trying to figure out what it takes to be the number one seed on average. I was thinking three or four losses would still get it to four. I think the three seed last year was Minnesota, and they were... What were they, 13-3? and three? The Eagles last year were 14-3. and three. They were the one seed. Okay. So we can still lose another one and still finish with... If yeah. that's what it takes. If it's three losses, it's going to be tough. But I don't think the Eagles are a three-loss team this year. I don't they think they got Dallas starting this week. They're exactly. going to a gauntlet. And exactly. I think they could lose three more, four more games. Let's go. That's America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Let's go, Jerry Jones. All right. So, all right, worry meter. Mm. you got to start off with this guy. Over the last four weeks... RB38 drafted ninth overall Tony Pollard. Where are you guys at with him? I mean, I feel like if that offense goes, it goes through Dak's arm, not through Pollard's legs. You know, so I would be at like a six, maybe even a seven, because he just hasn't Interesting. really. Interesting. Talking so, up Dak. So oh, I don't even have him anymore, so what's that? So, so seven means that you're really worried about him. Yeah. Ten, ten would be, yeah, I'm so worried I don't want nothing to do. Okay. Um, boy, looking at his, uh, at his game log, you know, he scored 20. He's had a downward progression every week. I'm throwing up. Except, except for one. And, uh, and Dak's the inverse. Yeah, I'm worried about him too. So 
Um, I'm going to give it a six. RB what rest of season? Mm, I'll say, can I answer first? Yeah. yeah. Just give a range. We don't oh, need exact. No. I'm going to say 18. Okay. Mid, mid RB2? That's crazy. I hate to say it. Yeah. Man. You know, thinking about it, it's amazing how, how far being a number one wide receiver really has fallen. Because it used to be, if you say, oh, I got a top 12 running back, I'm really happy with it. But it seems like the top 12 running backs isn't anything to brag about anymore. It's like the, the threshold to get to there is getting slower and lower. Um, I'm going to say he's still going to be 12 to 15. I'm going to say just outside the, the a number one RB. Okay. Uh, next, uh, Kenneth Walker. What about yours? K-9. K-9. Um, just, just some stats to throw at you no. before you guys shake it off. Outsnapped by Charbonnet this week. Uh, not out-touched, but outplayed in the red zone and on receiving downs. And this was kind of the worry coming into the season. Do you guys have any worry about him uh, whatsoever? I just wanted to throw the stats of last week. I think it was a 60-40 split in favor of um, Charbonnet. And did you hear Pete Carroll gush about the rookie from UCLA? I did not hear him gush about him. I'm just curious what... Where you guys are at? Mm. Well, I can tell you this. I love Walker as a talent. And I think he's hands down better than Charbonnet. Um, and let's see. I'm trying to see fantasy points wise. He still scored seven and a half this week. I mean, he hasn't been lighting the world on fire. I'm not worried about him though, man. I mean, it's his lowest production for sure. Who did Seattle play this week? Cleveland, which is a hard rush yep. defense. Give you that all day. So I guess um, I guess I would say like a zero. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about him at all. Okay. Um, not at not at all. Have okay. you ever noticed that he puts people on the panic meter that he's trying to trade for? I'm not trying, trying to, to trade for Kenneth. Trying Walker. to put. I'm just. Uh, I have Charbonnet on my bench. I didn't know. I mean, I know you're associated with SNO, so. Yeah, I mean, if an offer comes across my desk with Walker on it. I'll take a gander. I think I owe it to that person to respond to that trade offer. Take notes, people. Take notes. Don't leave the trade offers up. It's a dick move. Uh, The last one we have... um, I guess I'm going to go with both wide receivers, but you guys can throw Jacobs in there if you want. The Raiders offense. After last... Watching Jack... I would rather go to the dentist than watch Jimmy Garoppolo's game tape from last night. Oh my I mean, it was so bad. Like, yeah, the Lions played okay, but Devontae Adams should have had at least one long touchdown. Give me your guys' thoughts on the uh, Raiders offense. Um, to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is the problem they need to trade for a quarterback. He is not... He doesn't even look like he wants to be an NFL quarterback at this point. He drops back to pass and looking for somebody to hug him and roll him to the ground. I mean, he had plenty of time to throw some of those passes last night, Devonte, and then when he did throw him, he missed. I mean, he just isn't a good quarterback. The entire problem there is Jimmy Garoppolo, but yes, it does gonna, uh, it, it definitely affects 
Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. I mean, so I'm going to say panic meter at like an eight on both those guys. That thing, this looks like it's getting worse and worse there. And Josh Jacobs will suffer for it too. I, um, you know, a week ago, uh, I think we could have all said, like we're saying about the Raiders today for the Lions, man, they look terrible and nobody did anything. Um, personally, of the Raiders players, the only one that I'm really worried about is Devontae Adams, and that's because when you read his body language and how upset he is, that uh, you worry that that carries over. But for where people paid it, paid for Myers and where for people paid for Jacobs, I feel like they're still going to be okay. So my panic meter is a lot higher for Devontae Adams just because of his body language than it is for the other two, particularly when you talk about your draft capital that you invested for these players. Because Myers has been doing okay, and yet nobody, he didn't do anything this week. But even in a bad week, Jacobs did okay fantasy-wise last night. I mean, he didn't like the world on fire, but, man, he's got opportunity, and there's uh, something to be said for that. So. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I think he had at least 15. Uh, that one drive was entirely him. Yeah, I would say he had somewhere between 10 and 15 yeah, without looking. I mean, he didn't have a bad day. Yeah, but, yeah, so I would, I would be at like a 8 for Adams, just simply because you expect so much. And for the other two, I'd say maybe a three or four. Yeah, quick question on this. Uh, Carr in this at the Saints? Or Jimmy G? Yep. Or Jimmy G? Oh, Carr. It's not close. Why did they get rid of him? Josh McDaniels. Wasn't Josh McDaniels' guy. Insert fart noises. Wow. Here. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about ruining the franchise. Quick bus ticket out of here. What's, what's Carr's first name? Derek. Derek Carr. David was, was his brother. David was yeah. his brother. He was really his brother? Yeah. 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 Both quarterbacks. Yeah. So that's the problem there. I mean, get a quarterback and then that whole situation gets better. I don't and think their De- offensive line is terrible. Devontae went there to play with Derek Carr. They were college teammates. And right. he said and that this week. So, okay. Um, last, or uh, real quick, ranking disputes. I love these. Um, give me your one, two, and three. Sorry, live, little quick thing. The commanders are open to trading Chase Young, even though they just got rid of Sweat, which, what a, what a boneheaded move by the Bears. They just gave, like, a pick 33 or something. Right now. Oh, they like gave their number 30, two? Yeah, it's like pick 34 or 35 to get Sweat. Great player. They're going to pay him still. Ryan Poles. Yikes. Um, Chase Young, Aiden Hutchinson. Little Ohio State-Michigan bookends there. That'd be fun. Um, give me uh, your one, two, and three between these number two receivers. T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. Oh, uh, I'm going to go Waddle, Smith, Higgins. Waddle, Smith, Higgins? Waddle Higgins Smith. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Give me your one, two, three between these tight ends. Dalton Kincaid, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle. This this is a good one. I like it. Um, you guys mind if I go first? Go. I'm going to go Goddard, Kittle, Kincaid. Goddard, Kincaid, Kittle. Kincaid, Kittle, Goddard. You guys both have Goddard at one. That's so interesting. Why is that interesting? I'm just I, I, I have met three. It's just funny. I know. That was a good one. We were all different. Yeah. Yeah. Kincaid is a homer. See, Kincaid's dude, Kincaid a homer pick. Is, is uh, Dawson Knox out for the year? 
He's on IR. He's coming back, bro. First round pick, and this just in: Kincaid don't play no tight end. <laughs> oh, Kincaid looks to be the he better player, the but Dallas Knox gets targeted when he's yeah, out there. Sure, that's all I'm saying. Sure. So that's why I did that. I love it. Yeah, it's a good. One. It. It's a good one. Um, kind of a repeat here, but uh, with uh, Josh Jacobs, but rank him. Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. Man. Real quick, did you guys see the Giants had negative seven passing yards? I did see that. Dear God. I wanted them to win just like you said they won with no passing. Yeah, not good. Saquon had 36 36 rush attempts. Yeah, who's going first? We'll start with you. Uh, I'll go Saquon's, Jacob's, Taylor. Wow. I'll go Taylor, Jacob's, Saquon. Uh, I'm going in order uh, that it's written down. Taylor, Saquon, Jacobs. Interesting. I don't like Saquon. What did he score this week? He had over 100 yards rushing, but there was no touchdowns in that. Dude, I just... Let me see. Don't think he ever made what he was supposed to of himself. He had like one season where he was the man. It was his rookie year. Well, then he had had another good season recently. Yeah. I like um, the way Josh Jacobs runs better than I like the way Saquon runs. Saquon took Josh up 14.3. I, I went for Saquon and Jacobs just simply because they have the opportunity. The offense. Yeah. They, 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 there's um, nobody challenging them. And Moss is consistently getting... Pl- yeah. Listen to this. This is crazy what I'm about to say to you right now. Oh, I see what you're saying. Would you, rather, would you rather have Zach Moss or Tony Pollard rest of the season? Zach Moss, even with Taylor, has been averaging 20 touches a game. That's that's amazing. It's amazing that that's even a question. And right let me now? just say this: I take Pollard. Yeah. Zach gotta, Moss is on my team. I take. Pollard. You gotta take. You gotta take the upside. Yeah. You got to. Is there somebody pushing Pollard there? Or got, why is he not producing? Just because they're they're not run blocking well, or what? No idea. I think they're throwing the ball, which is amazing to say under that head coach. They can't run the ball. That's, I think, they're trying to run the ball. They can't. They're just not good at it. And he does not look explosive. He just does like, he looks the, he looks like Zeke. <laughs> A smaller version of Zeke. Not going well. Woof. So, okay, uh, quick week nine look ahead. We have... Uh, the Flint Tropics at the Boondock Striders. Uh, they're going to be led into the game by this Tagundes guy. Don't know who that is. Uh, good luck starting the uh, Texans number three receiver wheels. Congratulations on the. Have we said on the pod yet? Congratulations on the engagement. I don't think so. Congratulations, Steve. We did on the uh, on the group thread, but yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You're the it's man. Awesome. You're the man. Congratulations. Kudos to you. I hope you get your ass whipped in fantasy this week. Uh, Benzers at Patriarchs. A couple six and two teams going at it, locking horns. Um, kind of an interesting matchup. Not even kind of, just a really interesting matchup. Uh, should be fun. The Mambo at the Hillbillies. The Mambo streaking. Winners of five straight, keep in mind. It's hard to actually look at this because all my players are coming from Austin. Like, um, ETN's going, he's on by. Um, Laporte is going, he's yeah. also on by. If you had 
if you had your players, I'd say you were a favorite. The players you're getting, I'd say you're an underdog. <laughs> Sorry, well, I'm trying to embrace my villain role. That was meant to be funny. You're the one that brokered the deal, so you're welcome. Uh, the Angels, in need of a win, looking for a get-right spot at the Scots team. Also, can I add something there? Yes, sir. Mambo has won the last six matchups with uh, the Hillbillies. So, kind of domination. I don't know how many times we can say that. Uh, Mambo won the last matchup 133 to 123 in week 15 last year in the playoffs. Do you hear that, Commission? Is that right? 15? Oh, no, it would have been playoff time, but no. That sounds like the kiss of death. Week 15 would be the playoffs. But I didn't make it, so we were playing in some shit toilet bowl, but whatever. Sounds about right. Uh, get right spot for the Angels at Scott's team. Thoughts? Angels, on your matchup. I'm just looking for a dub. I don't care how I get it. Angels lead the series 11-6. to six. Angels have won the last two matchups. Angels won last time 127-104 in week 11. I'll take that. I think there's a trade in your future. I'd like to get you Herbert. The Big Dogs. At the Bad Guys. Ooh. Big Dogs in a get-right spot. Looking to make a name for themselves uh, this week at Corey. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Well, the Big Dogs lead the series 9-7 and 1. And the Big Dogs have won the last five matchups. Previous meeting was in week 11 last year, and it was 139 to 108. Big dogs. Not bad. Got a lot of people on by this week. I don't know if he'll be able to get it done. And can the streak continue? The rookie, like a phoenix. (laughs) Jeez. I just looked at projected scores for this game, and it's 51 to 65. There's some buy issues here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to laugh, but good lord. It's like a wet noodle Dude, is fight. is everybody on the league in bye this week? Yeah, there's a lot of buys oh this week. Oh my gosh. It's an issue. Um, young Guns looking to win four out of five this week. Clawing their way back. Rocky. Losers of six straight. Need something to turn around. We'll see. These teams have never played. Let the rivalry begin. Let the rivalry begin. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully there's not another huge quote-unquote scandal or quote-unquote something gate, which I disagree with that narrative. To pipe my thoughts in right at the end. Some of us do, and some of us don't. Um, have a good week, everybody. Any <clears throat> final thoughts from you guys? Um... There's going to be a trade happening this week, and I think it's going to be with me involved. So, pretty excited about that. Just a little nugget for everybody to think about if anybody cares. uh, Do you want people to reach out to you? Is that the goal? Um, No, I think we already got something worked out. Okay. Yeah. uh, Good for you. Yeah. All I can say is it's going to be hard going two weeks without the Lions. I'm really not looking forward to the bye week. I just want them to rest up. Two weeks? It's only a week. Well, no, but it'll be two weeks till their next game, yeah. almost. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a long time. It is, but look how good we're sitting. Right oh, we're sitting it's great. So I'm so glad they won, just so we can go through it with the win. And not have us. Yeah, does the rest of our division play? I honestly don't know who's I feel like we're not even playing for the division anymore. It's over. 
but oh, let's see. Minnesota's been playing good ball. Their defense has been playing good ball. Who too. was that guy they brought in? Joshua Dobbs. Okay, I think he's he's been playing good this year. Can he get the ball to? Who did I just trade for? Jordan Addison. Can you get the ball to Jordan Addison? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Buys this week. Broncos, Lions, Jags, Niners. So the rest of the NFC uh, will play. Kenny Pickett playing tonight. Came through on the phone. Or uh, tomorrow night. No. By the time you guys hear this, tomorrow night. So, All right, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you. Adios. See ya.